It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Well, I think both teams, you know, I, I know they had a physical game their last game, and, and I think there's so much on the line that uh, for us, our focus is on, you know, trying to get to our identity right away, not playing for 13 days, um, and really just trying to, 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 to establish our pace in the first five, 10 minutes of the game. and. Uh, you know, that other stuff I'm sure will play into it because there is a lot of motion here tonight, but uh, um, you know, the points are too valuable um, and you can't take stupid penalties and you can't uh, uh, retaliate. you got to be smart about what we're doing, especially against the team we're playing. You don't want to put them on the power play all night. I think that's uh, um, not, a, not a good recipe for success. All right, that is head coach Bob Bugner bringing us in here on the build-up as we get ready for tonight's game against Edmonton. We are obviously looking at this as a big, big game for the San Jose Sharks. First and foremost, you want to pick up where you left off. The Sharks had a good road trip. They got four points by going back east against four really, really good teams and were able to get 500 in terms of points. Now, it was one win and a couple of overtime losses, but you were in all of those games and there was a chance you were going to walk out of that entire trip with zero points. So while you think I might be being too kind, uh, I think it was a good way for the Sharks to be, you know, just playing to their level. I think overall is that they hang, they were able to hang with some of the best teams in the East a and B, they were able to get four points out of the trip. Now the question is, are the Sharks going to be able to come and pick back up where they left off? That is the big, big question that I have going into tonight's game. Uh, so to talk more about where the Sharks are after 46 games and what we are going to see tonight, we now bring in Shalena Goldman, who of course covers the Sharks, NHL.com. I always know she's doing well. So Shalena, what do you see with these San Jose Sharks after 46 games? I'm having a hard time kicking that consistently inconsistent thing, Ted. It's <laughs> it just reigns supreme. But what was really interesting to me were was the last few games right before the All-Star break. Coming off of that just horrible loss to Tampa Bay. And you know, Bob Boogner basically calling calling them out and saying that the game was men amongst boys. And Andrew Cogliano had some pretty harsh words for his teammates. Then they rebound and they have that really good game against Washington. Then those last couple of games on the road, you had the Florida game, you had the Carolina game, you know, last game of the season against Tampa Bay, where they were so close and then just couldn't do it. And they were so close and they mm -hmm. were in it and then they just couldn't do it. And it's that just seems to be, we've talked about them being inconsistent, but that also seems to be a theme with them where, you know, even in games where they almost lose it, they're right there. Yeah. They're always right on the cusp. They need the, that je ne sais quoi that where they're just really going to push during even just a game and steamroll the other team. And we just haven't seen that yet. No. And what's interesting, though, is that 
repeatedly over the course of the year, other than being consistently inconsistent, they actually respond pretty well when they've had a bad loss. Like you look specifically at that bad loss to Tampa Bay, then they were a much better team against Washington. That may have been their best win of the year in terms of the team playing exactly the style of hockey that Bob Bugner has wanted them to play, followed up with good performances against Florida and Carolina, and then they go and have a much better game in Tampa's own house than what we saw, you know, 10 days prior and we're able to eke a point out of that one. And, you know, I'm still a little bit miffed by that embellishment call against Timo Meyer. You know, the Sharks were on the doorstep of maybe getting five points out of that trip. And it is interesting, though, that they are able to respond, that they are able to have that bounce back. But it seems, you know, they, they need to get hit in the mouth sometimes before they play their best hockey. What I would like to see, and I do agree that they that this team this season responds really well. And you know, and te- teams I've you know covered in the past, even ones that have gone and may had deep playoff runs, don't necessarily respond the same way. This team can respond even you know from period to period, which will you know which you want to see when you have a team that needs to gain a lot of ground in the standings. But you know, okay, so they have this great response, and they have this you know, and then they can put a couple wins together but I'd like to see them go on a run I'd mm-hmm. like to see them string a, a, you know, a whole bunch of wins together now they haven't had super duper bad losing streaks they're not the Kraken or the Flyers so that's good that they do respond but you want to kind of see them take it and then really run with it um, I know that there have been they've had you know different guys in and out because of COVID um, their, their blue line was banged up a little bit right there before the break. You know, they're still without Eric Carlson. I think Mario Ferraro being out hurt them more than I think people watching thought mm-hmm. it was going to, to, you know, to begin with. Um, but yeah, that is something. Okay. So, okay. So your team responds well, I, I want to see more out of that. What did you think about the fact that, you know, Joe will in his meeting with the media the other day said that things in terms of trade deadline, um, are going to be decided in the next five weeks. And if you look at, you know, four of those next five weeks, or, you know, let's say just till the end of February, you have seven games, six of which are at home. You've got one on the road. That's in Anaheim. Um, you know, and this team, you know, they're kind of, they've done this thing where they've hung around all year, but have not quite exploded at moments where they've, you know, really, we felt they should have taken off. And then maybe it got interrupted in December when they had a couple of those games um, get postponed that we're seeing made up uh, in front of us um is it does it strike you like the sharks should be doing something at the break if they are still in it after five weeks if they have surge because there's there's a part of me that's like you know this team even though anything can happen if you get in the playoffs i have to be realistic i i don't see them making a deep deep run i mean god knows i'm good at being wrong but i just you know, there's nothing I would really want to see to, to, you know, leverage a future. Cause I do feel that if they, if they hold on to some of their picks and if they maybe have an interesting off season, they can get back into contention a lot quickly than they might otherwise would have thought they would have, you know, the thing about what Joe will said, and I honestly expected this, he holds his cards very close to the vest. Mm -hmm. Doug Wilson does the same thing as well. The only time Doug Wilson ever really revealed who, who the team was looking at in any of the years I've covered the team was last summer when he said they were looking for depth forwards and then went out and signed Cogliano and Nick Benino. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, other than that, um, and, and since Joe Will's kind of taken on the interim GM role, 
Um, he doesn't reveal a lot. Is, is it possible that the team's already looking at things? Absolutely. Um, he really didn't want to reveal, even when he was asked, well, if something doesn't work with Tomas Hurdle, mm-hmm. what, you know, what pieces would you be looking at? And his response was, I'm not even looking at that. However, um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they are looking at some pieces right now. What those are, I'm not entirely sure, because I think every area of the Sharks game could use a bit of an oof. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I didn't totally buy that they're just going to sit back and watch games over the next five weeks. I think there's more of a, a plan and play. It'll be interesting to see what happens here, because if the Sharks do have that run that we've kind of all been waiting for them to do, you know, you will start wondering what they could turn into. And then, you know, seeing when Eric Carlson gets back and, you know, you've had a good goalie situation all year, which is in stark contrast. And, you know, there, there is a part of me that does like entertaining what they could be, but at the same time, I have that realistic voice saying it's probably not going to happen this year anyway, unless these are moves that set them up for longer term success. And, you know, it was interesting to also hear Will talk about the fact that they're not really even entertaining, um, like you alluded to, the reality where they rebuild if they can't sign Tomas Hurdle. And, you know, even though he didn't say they were at the point of specific contract talks, he did seem to kind of err towards more of the positivity with Hurdle. What I got out of what Will had to say is that they've been talking a lot and that uh, that the team does, in fact, want Hurdle to stay, uh, which is a stark difference from a few years back when um, when, you know, when Joe when Joe Pavelski's contract was almost up and you didn't hear anything. It's mm-hmm. very, very different this time around. Um, Will, you know, Will didn't get into the specifics, but it, whether it's it's either money or if it's uh, years um, but there's some type, there's some type, some type of a sticking point there that they haven't reached, you know, that they haven't reached agreement on. I, I got the, I've gotten the impression, but from things that Hurdle has said, that he wants to stay, but he's not going to do it if it's not on the terms that he likes. And so I think they're still trying to hammer all of those things out. Um, you know, you know, Curtis Pashelka asked, you know, if, you know, he, you know, he was the one who asked, you know, um, if Hurdle gets traded, you know, what pieces are you looking at and would this be considered a rebuild? I think if he goes, it, that, that does put the team into a rebuild type of thing, even though they already have all these young pieces coming in, they, mm-hmm. there's still so much of a veteran presence right now that you couldn't necessarily say, oh no, this team's rebuilding from the ground up. Even if you have a Couture and Burns, still on the team if Tomas Hurdle goes somewhere else it's a different team oh most definitely I mean he's I know he's not the MVP right now because people point to Timo Meyer. but the thing with Hurdle is that when he's healthy the consistency has been there year in year out I mean even though it wasn't really broached I mean do you think a team could make an offer that the the Sharks would entertain for Hurdle um Will, do I do I think a team would make an offer? Absolutely. Would the Sharks go for it, especially after what Will said for, for how hard they're trying to sign him? That I'm not as that that I'm not quite as clear about. I, it really does seem like they're holding off entertaining any offers for him and really trying to sign him. What do you make of the Sharks going into this game tonight against Edmonton, especially considering how well relatively they were playing in those? You know, they had to go in very tough environments, four games, the hardest, you know, scheduling stretch of road games of the year. Uh, you know, I think that's pretty fair assessment. 
And even though they only walked away with one win, they still got four points. Do we expect them to kind of pick up where they left off? I think that I actually think that the break for them came at a very interesting time of, you know, at a time coming out of a stretch where you had guys in and out with COVID, um, you know, you know, and, you know, the defense being a little banged up. I think normally coming, I think this is a good thing that they had this break. Normally coming out of a long break like this, I'd say, oh, you're going to see some rust. You know, it's going to take them a little bit to get their footing. I think with this being against a heavy Edmonton team, because Edmonton's heavier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time they're seeing Edmonton um, this season. And just given the emotional nature of what this game is about to be, I don't think you're going to see that rust. I think you're going to see them come out much, much stronger than you would any other game after all, after a long break. You know, Edmonton has uh, been through a lot as of late <laughs> and, and all year long. It's been kind of a wild ride for them. Um, you know, they've, they've made their changes. They've made some, some acquisitions. Um, you, do you see a scenario where Edmonton turns into what people thought they were going to be at the start of the season? I'm always hesitant about predicting what Edmonton's going to do. That's one team where I just never feel comfortable predicting what they're going to do because I mean, they've been erratic. They've been an erratic team since before Connor McDavid was drafted. That's just kind of their MO Um, right now. Just since they've kind of come back, I can see them making a push. I don't know if they necessarily have the longevity to make a deep playoff run, but I can see them being kind of sleepery being dangerous and then another interesting one to watch and we you know we've all been waiting for this but uh vegas did confirm that jack eichel is going to play on wednesday night against colorado how much do you think that changes the pacific and the west overall i'm really interested to see how vegas responds because you know they're going to be without mark stone long term because he's got the back injury they have some goalie things they need to figure out because robin Leonard's hurt um, I'm very interested to see not just how Eichel fits into, cause Vegas has a very, Vegas has had a specific structure for its, you know, its few seasons that works really, really well for them. I'm very interested to see how Eichel fits into that structure and then what, and then the stamp that he puts on it. Cause he's a playmaker. He's this big playmaker. And, you know, a lot of that got lost being on several Buffalo Sabres teams that were subpar to be nice. Um, coming off of the surgery and he even said this in his presser today, he said, you know, I have a lot to prove. I have a lot to prove. And so it's going to be very interesting to see not just how he bounces back. Um, but I want to see the impact that he puts on this team. Cause this is a team with big personalities. I'm really interested to see the impact that he has on this team down the, down the stretch as they try to you know, you know, stay up above in the Western conference and then make another deep playoff run. What is your prediction for the sharks in these seven games that remain on the calendar for the month of February, six of which are at home? Um, I think it's great that they're going to be at home. I think that's really, really good. And if you're going to be, you know, as we were talking about earlier, if they're going to build on things, if they're going to respond and build on that, I think the best place to do that is at home where you're, where, where they're able to sleep in their own beds and they're able to go to their practice break every day. Um, you know, and they, and you know, there, there's some interesting games coming up because you have a couple of East coast teams coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they're, you know, they're going to have, you know, March starts off and they have a, you know, 
they have a tough, you know, they have, you know, I know that they go to Vegas, but then they have a tough game against Nashville and it's not going to be an easy road. So I think this stretch of home games is going to be really important for them. No. And also in the month of uh, March, they play uh, LA three times in a seven day span. So that, uh, that should be fun as well. I like the idea that we're trending back towards the uh, rivalries with the LA's and the Anaheim's of the world, because uh, those, those were fun. Vegas has been fun as well, but uh, you know, eventually there'll be a time when Vegas and Anaheim and LA and Detroit, uh, you know, we can all have that nice little uh, quartet of uh, anger between those four <laughs> teams happening again. But uh, Shalane, I know you've got work to do and other things going on, so I will let you go. But thank you for your time as always. Always a pleasure. Again, that is Shalana Goldman of NHL.com joining us here on The Buildup. Wanted to get a little bit more into this sound from Bob Bugner this morning out of Morning Skate talking about James Reimer and just how big he has been for the San Jose Sharks. Hill is still reportedly a couple days away from being totally 100%. Uh, so again, that puts the onus on Reimer going into tonight's game and we'll see how long going forward. I think huge. I think that uh, um, you, you know he's he's always been um, so prepared and focused, and you know he's he's changed his body over the years to be able to play more hockey. And um, but you know, let's face it, we played and we and we played some great teams on that road trip. So um, you know, I think that uh, um, mentally he's in a good spot and physically he's rested, and uh, it's good to see. Hopefully, we can get Hiller back here in the next few days so that we can you know have that one-two punch, give Ryan some rest as well. Yeah, giving Reimer some rest as the Sharks do get deeper and deeper into the season will be a point of emphasis. But of course, you need to get Hill back to be able to do that. And I think that, you know, we've seen with Sachenko that there's definitely some ability there. But I think there's a reason that the Sharks coaching staff is hesitant to uh, put him in any more than they have to. I think they put him in in, you know, that one situation and it was good to be able to see what he could give you. But at the same time, I think you have to be realistic and look at his limitations and lack of experience as to why he isn't getting more time. And of course, talk of the standings did come up. The San Jose Sharks, because they've been off longer than some of these other teams, they have slipped in the standings, but now they do have some games in hand on the teams that are in front of them, like Vancouver, who has played three more games than the Sharks, uh, but are just two points up on San Jose. The Sharks currently sit at seventh in the Pacific, 22-20-4, 48 points, two points back of sixth place Vancouver, three points back of fifth place Edmonton, seven points back of fourth place Anaheim, seven points back of third place LA, 10 points back of second place Calgary, and 11 points back of Las Vegas, who currently sit at the top of the division. So the Sharks definitely do have some work cut out for them, uh, but I think that you know they're looking at this as an opportunity to throw themselves right back in the thing of things. More on that from Bob Bugner. Yeah, absolutely. I think hey, you know we try not to focus on the on the big picture and try and take it. You know, tonight's a big game and Thursday against Vancouver. All these games uh, um, this week, you know, division games and conference games. I think that uh, um, that's the way we're looking at it. But there's no doubt. I mean, you know, it's it's human nature. You look up and you see you've been idle for a while, and some teams have passed you. And it's it's two scenarios, right? You, you see, okay, here's where we are, third place in our division. Uh, we have three games in hand on a team that's sitting there. Um, you know, some points back, so that that's very attainable. And where we are in the wild card spot, so it's something I'm sure. Um, if they're not looking up every day, I'm going to be reminding them. Yeah, I don't think head coach Bob Bugner is going to have to be reminding them too much, as I think they are all going to be very aware of where they stand and where they are in relationship to the other teams that they have to reel in. But that work gets started tonight. It's good. 
Very good that the Sharks got the time off that they did. And if you go back and look at any of the programming we had here on the Sharks Audio Network, be it with Curtis and Scott, be it with uh, Noah and Mario, be it with Bones and Cogs, or whether it was Bob Bugner, they all acknowledged that a break was needed. And the Sharks now have to be able to take advantage of this. And they need to do that by coming out strong against Edmonton tonight. Like you heard Shalena alluding to earlier, you know, this is not a game where you can afford to have rust. You need to come out uh, on top of things, especially with emotion. You can't sit back. You can't wait for the game to come to you. You have to be out ready to go and ready to take that game to Edmonton or else if you don't, they will they will take it right back at you because this is an Edmonton team, Edmonton team, in my opinion, that is on their way to getting back to what they expected to be as opposed to finding themselves on the wrong side of things. So that wraps it up for this edition of The Buildup. I will see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.